0: What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here
1: with you, sitting across from a co-host. Anaya Bow. How are you, Anaya? I'm pretty good. Good. All things considered.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a little bit. I was out on the road. I want to thank everyone that saw me in, where was I? I was in Albuquerque. Beautiful. I was in Lake Tahoe. Beautiful. Oh,
1: Lake Tahoe is one of my favorite places wow. on the planet, honestly.
0: I loved it. Winter or summer. Loved it. And then I ended in Olympia. That was a blast. Washington. Washington, yeah. yeah, flew into Seattle, jammed down there. Nice, um, great shows, great people. Uh, it's been awesome going out. Uh, and for those listening, I've been uh, opening for the comedian Jim Brewer, and he nice. is hilarious. Uh, all his, it's so funny. All his comedy. He has three girls. <laughs> so like, imagine you know he's got one in college, one that's a senior, and I think one that's uh, probably like thirteen.
1: Wow! And, wow! Uh, yeah, he's in it. He is in it.
0: He is in it, oh but my gosh. yeah, we have a blast together. We're the same age. Nice. So when we're traveling, and we literally travel to get together. He, nice. You know, he's he's such a champ, man. He you know, he'll rent the car, he'll uh get the hotels, everything. So we're together all the time. And 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 he's funny on stage, but he's super funny off of stage too. Nice. And just a super like, you know, for you know, everyone knows him from Saturday Night Live and all these characters he played on there, but super like spiritual. And, you know, not like a silly person. Like he has a lot, like we have a lot of deep talks.
1: Nice. I love that.
0: Yeah. So, so I feel like I, uh, some of the, you know, like we'll even talk about some of the stuff we talk about on the show. He's just, just, you know. Can we
1: have him on You
0: know what? It's funny because recently I, he, I don't even know if he knew that I hosted the show and then we both remembered that that's kind of how I met him. He came to do Chris Shiflett's podcast, Mm -hmm. Walking the Floor. And I asked him, hey, I do a parenting podcast. Would you want to maybe do this? He said, stay in touch with my publicist. I stayed in touch with the publicist, but that turned into getting uh, to open up for him. Right, right. And then that's just turned into like all these tour dates. Got it. Which is nice. great. So yeah. that's been a blast. And it's been good too because I meet people that come, uh, that come to the shows that have heard us on Rad Parenting. And I don't think they believe after they watch my set that <laughs> I host a parenting podcast. Co-host. Uh, hey, today's show... Uh, this is a show you and I were talking, uh, we were just talking about uh, just when, when you are trying to get your kids, whether they're toddlers all the way up to teenagers, and, and I was saying to you, I just wanted to do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. And I know that's so wrong and, and it, that never works out for you. But as, as your kids get older, you will find yourself no matter what saying at a certain point you know what do i have to do that cuz i said so but when they're younger it, it, that those words just don't work sometimes they do but you know what i thought was cool was you and i were talking about just bigger things in life whether it's you know education or or even eating right or religion and mm-hmm. faith and spirituality sure. and and you know all of us have certain uh how can i say this uh ideas of things they feel is important to them as a dad, or important to them as a mother, uh, that they want to shed light on to their children. And I always talk about this, like, "Oh, I'm going to have this great moment with my son. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to be surfing together, and we're going to have this huge, amazing talk." Which that's never it never happens that way. Uh, it's those moments that show up on you where you are talking about a subject that you never anticipated would be at that particular mm-hmm. moment. And that's the time where you have that opportunity to shed some light on it. But you brought up something that, that I wrote down and it's literally on my old notes and it, it says, you were saying, well, you know, it's, it's guiding versus programming. Yep. And I, I wrote that down and I thought today, I just want to, I want to go into that because it does make sense to me. There is, there's guiding and, and, and versus Uh, programming and the pro that word programming really hit home to me because I feel sometimes I might have to have the lab coat on because I'm very programmer. Yeah. And just we're gonna do it this way because I was raised that way. Yes. And I'm not gonna explain to you why we have this tradition because we're just gonna do it.
1: I haven't even thought about why we have this tradition. A little bit. A little bit
0: a little bit. Whether it's centered around a holiday Mm -hmm. or my thoughts on why college is important. But once these people, these children show up in our lives, I think what a great topic for our parents that are sitting there right now with the three, four, and five-year-old. And once again, all the way to the teenagers. So I'm gonna throw it out on the table right now. Um, let's go in deep with this guiding versus programming note that I wrote on this piece of paper. And and you, when you said that to me, it just really stuck with me. So with all that said, can you explain to me first... Just what we're talking about. What is the difference? Yeah, the difference. And then, and then for the episode for me, because I'm just that guy. Like, if you could give me like a couple examples.
1: Yeah. Okay. So first, let me lay the. Yeah, absolutely. Let me lay the foundation first, and this is something that I've I've thought about for a long time. So first of all, we always see on RAD parenting that that to me, I think I think to you as well that part of conscious parenting, part of RAD parenting, is to be clear about. The goal, your goal as a parent, and for me, that is to help our children become the truest, fullest versions of themselves. And we have to remember, and we've talked about this as well on the show, that our children are not extensions of us. We have to constantly, we've from one of the first shows, like check your ego at the door. Yep. It is so We're natural. We're always saying that.
0: I think we said that last
1: week. Yeah, it's, it's they're not so extensions natural. of ourselves. They aren't, and 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 so if. If we know that here's our goal, help them become the truest, fullest versions of themselves. Check our ego at the door. They are not, if they're, we're trying to help them be the truest versions of themselves. They are separate beings, they are not extensions of who we are. So we have to check our ego at the door. And um, that also applies to like the, with where the programming word comes in. We're not like, connecting them like an IV where we're going to do a blood transfusion, except with all of our values. We're not connecting, nor do we have the right to, in my opinion, as parents to be like, okay, so here's how it's going to be. I'm going to connect you and I'm just going to download all my values, some of which I've not even sat and really pulled apart and looked at like, do I really, is this really me? Or is this something that's just been passed down from my parents? And I just sort of was like, oh, I guess this is the way it is. Um, so in in helping our kids become better, stronger, fuller, truer versions of themselves. We need to engage in parenting that is not about programming them to have all the same values as we do. They're going to push back anyway, folks. It is to help them, is to guide them to know how to ask questions, how to contemplate, how to self-reflect, how to reflect on things they see out in the world that they hear from their teachers, that they hear from through media for sure, right? And try to form their own sense of Here's what I value in the world. Here's how I want to move through the world or show up in the world. Um, because that's the only way it's ever going to be sincere and consistent.
0: So what you're basically saying is if we can follow this guiding versus programming attitude early mm-hmm. on, it gets around the, well, why do you do that? I don't know. It's just the way it is. Why do you believe that? I don't know. Never really thought about it. That's just the way it is. You're saying, hey, if you really want to have a bigger impact and 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 raise thought uh, children that are thinking and and questioning, mm-hmm. then explain these things that are important to you. That's the, right. the, the first one that like I was just saying, like I just written a note. Like I was just thinking, like if I if I was listening right now to the show, and I had like you know the the toddlers or the young kids, like mm-hmm. I always remember, like eating right mm-hmm. was always like a super big thing right. with our family. Yes, but the pushback. Because I would just be like, that's what we're eating and these, you know, right. but, but what, what ended up happening was with my daughter and it's so funny, we were just talking about this uh, this weekend was, you know, she was a vegetarian for a long time and that came from Karen explaining to her, you know, where meat came from yeah, and explaining to her, you know, how that all would come about. And at a young age, my daughter made a decision, I'm going to be a vegetarian where the rest of the family really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember uh, people kind of questioning us about that. Like, well, let me get this straight. The rest of you guys aren't vegetarians, but your daughter is. And I was like, yeah, because this is uh, this is a great opportunity for her to, you know, her own independence, mm-hmm. but also she's involved in in, in in the decision of what she's putting in her body and understands the importance of the food that she's putting in there. Yeah. Whereas when I was a kid, I don't think we ever had those type of conversations.
1: Yes, and I think that that's an excellent example is because it? it it is it's an ex and it says Joe so Sib much coming up with good examples. Yes, well done, Joe. <laughs> so no, but but so here's the thing about that. I don't think any human can be consistently invested in making a particular choice that they feel is for themselves, is a reflection of what feels right to them in their body, in their mind, blah blah blah. If they're just Doing the thing that somebody else has told them to do, and I want to remind. So the parents, as we're freaking out listening to this, and I get it, I do get it, right? Because we're like, but I know best, and I just I'm I'm afraid of my kid not doing it this way. Remember, folks, that we cannot be with our children 24 seven. Even if you want to say, you know what, I'm going to homeschool my kids so that they essentially are with me 24 yeah. uh, seven. One day they are going to be ready to to bail, right? And so if we want them to be capable if we want them to be equipped to ask the right questions and come to a decision that is going to be in their their best interest i mean in the, in the interest of their well-being is what i'm meaning then we need to teach them that process of asking questions, if we expect them in the context of our home to just do it and not ask questions, then be ready, folks, for them to go out in the world and when the next authority figure, whether it's a teacher, and there's a lot of good teachers, but we all know there's a lot that are not so good, or a a friend's parent, or the media, right, On, on a daily basis, then they are just going to become, their relationship with authority figures is going to be, I just take this information in and I don't question it. And that is not what I think any of us want. Ah. So that is really what this show is about, is the importance of us teaching our kids to ask questions and have full understanding of what they're doing and engaging in a behavior or not engaging in a behavior because they understand how it will impact their well-being for better or for worse.
0: Yeah, and I can say this right now, what we're talking about is a workout and sometimes I've done it, I've become lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much now when the, the kids are older, but definitely for the parents when you have this smaller you know when you have those toddlers uh, it 's a workout to try to explain everything and and I feel that at times you just don 't have the time to do it i don 't want to explain to you why we 're doing this, but what you 're saying is ultimately. It's almost like anything else. If you work on it early on, it yeah. doesn't become such a struggle as exactly. they get older. Exactly. And, and also you can pick and choose when those explanations can go deeper. Maybe it's not at a pick up or I'm sorry, at drop off at, you know, seven in the morning trying to get everyone to daycare yeah. or getting to school. Why do I have to wear, you know, boom, yeah. boom, boom. You're like, hey, you know what? We can talk about that later. Why do I go to school? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, and I'm going to throw this out there just because when you were talking, it kept running through my head. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about, and and I bet you the other parents are thinking the same thing I'm thinking. What about like spirituality, religion? Huh. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, for me, people listening to the show know that, and you know, I you know I was raised Italian Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, Irish, uh, and. The Catholic oh, that's religion. full on. It yeah, it's full Catholic
1: on. than that Italian Irish Catholic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we. I grew up with you know so many pictures of God and Jesus around me. I always say it reminded me of like early metal band covers because it's very you know there's 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 very it's very uh, is the word gothic is that the right word? Sure. It's very yeah. You know, whoa you yeah. Know. And um but I remember as a kid with my grandma, we had uh, we had a ton of tradition. you know mm-hmm. Easter would roll around, we had what we do there with my grandma Sibiando, we had uh, what we did on Christmas, the meals we had and 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 I went to a Catholic school for mm-hmm. eight years. Mm-hmm. but it was it was and and we never really went we would go to church, but at that point, my parents were pretty much over it. Mm-hmm. They were raised strict Catholics mm-hmm. grazing. and I think by the time they got to California they were like, hey, Um, okay, you're going to go to the Catholic school, but like, uh, hope you enjoy that. You know, like we never had like... This is
1: how we're going to do our part. We're out.
0: (laughs) A little bit. No, they were. And I remember, I remember though, um, I remember just sidebar that like the priests and sometimes at school, they'd say, hey, you know, we never see you in church. And I'd Mm -hmm. ask my mom and dad, like, you know, why don't, you know, they're asking me, why aren't we showing up on Sunday? And I remember my mom and dad were just like, they they were like, hey, you know, um, we don't really feel that you have to go there on sunday mm-hmm. you know you can talk to god when you want like sure. anytime he's kind of on call for you all yeah. the time and i remember she. as a kid growing up i was like really okay mm-hmm. you know and i i think that was their way of like you know hey man you you know what we're we're leading you there if that's something you're into cool sure but spirituality just wasn't uh it, not was it was a part of my life but it did give me uh, a sense of I just like I think the structure of it. Sure. I don't know.
1: Okay. Does so makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Now This and this is this is a big one, Joe, and I, I just know for fact because religion can be so intense for people. Can that we say like there's some people clenching up right now? Well, I have to make a distinction, and that's actually okay. what I was going to do. So first of all, let's make a distinction. This is a, according to Anaya. Yeah. Um, between spirituality and religion. Okay. Religion in my mind yep. is largely about dogma. It's about rules, here's what we do, here's what we don't do and Is that where the structure came from for me? Um, you know, maybe, but I would say it's probably the balance of it not being like fully rammed down oh, your throat. Got it. And and because spirituality and the concept of there's probably, you know, there there are, there's 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 beauty in the mystery of the unknown. Like often religion becomes this sort of like, well, this makes us feel a little more comfortable because here's a bunch of explanations that, you know, sound pretty good for the things that we really can't know for sure. Got it. And that makes me feel not so freaked out about death, about the unknown, totally. about whatever, right? Um, but we have to look at it as that because, and so then, and spirituality on the other hand, to me is like the experience of potentially religion, potentially, but it is it is less about dogma and, and rules and more about, like, I would say God as a verb, the experience of God versus God as a noun, like, you know, he, first of all, versus... You know, unknown, like he, she, gods, plural, whatever. Um, And it is, you know, something objectified outside of ourselves. And the idea that, you know, this book was written and here are the rules. We can't really tell you for sure or explain how we know that these were the exact things that may or may not have been said, that have been passed down, blah, 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 over centuries. But yep, this is what was said and this is what you need to follow. That's religion. In Got my it. mind, spirituality, the experience. There's a higher power, perhaps. Um, trusting yourself, blah blah blah.
0: Can I, okay, I'm going to interrupt then mm-hmm. really quick. Then I think what I experienced mm-hmm. was the perfect combination of both. I think okay. during the day sure. I had the 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 structure and the rules. Yeah. And the hey, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. And we're not going to explain to you really why, but it makes you feel comfortable. Okay, good. Um, And then I think at home, uh, when you were talking, I realized my parents were talking way more about spirituality spirituality Mm -hmm. and and what type of human being you want to be and how your actions – how they affect the other yes. people in your lives. Yes. So there you go. So let me bring So it. maybe they were kind of almost doing what we're talking about, but unbeknownst to themselves. Right. Yeah. So how do you like right now if you're a parent and you're like listening to the show and you're you're Jewish or you're you're into Buddhism or mm-hmm. you're a Catholic or yes. you know, whatever, all of the all of the, the faiths that are out there and you're like, But I want my kids to be raised that way. Are you saying like, hey, absolutely, that's cool, but like why not take the time to explain why we're doing these at, transitions? At the very very, traditions
1: at the very least. Okay. Yes. And <laughs> that's the so, workout. at the very least. So it's, because here's why. I it, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. If you want to parent in a way that is do it because I say so, don't ask questions, then you are sending your child out into the world to move, to expect that when I'm dealing with an authority, my job is to just do what they say and not ask questions. Um Take a look around the world and see, just, just think about how many ways that could go wrong, right? And I mean, even if, yeah, I, I mean, I could give you so many examples. On the other hand, if we want A, for our child to have a truly sincere experience of whatever the thing is, to be engaging because they understand why, what the value is. So even if we take the eating example, you know, you're not eating that. Why? It has too much sugar in it. Why is that bad? I, because I said so, I just don't want you to have too much sugar. Instead of instead of saying, "Well, here's the deal. Here's how sugar affects our brain, or sugar feeds cancer cells, or sugar, whatever." There's a, an abundant uh, there's abundant research now on all of the various impacts. There's of sugar. no there's
0: no shortage of reasons that you can take the time to explain to a exactly. three year old four year old why sugar is not good for them. Right. Instead of just saying, "I said no."
1: Exactly. And I have taken to with my own child say make a good at nine make a good choice for your body. If you want to feel good, if you want your brain to function at its, at its highest capacity, make a decision about how much sugar you want to put into your body.
0: I love that. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break right now and hear from our sponsor. Uh, you're listening to Rad Parenting. Uh, we're talking about guiding versus programming. I'm digging this episode a lot. And I just used the word digging.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> and I don't know, that's like a 60s reference. So I'm not that old. All right, <laughs> I'll be right back after this. What's up everybody, Joe Stibb here, Rad Parenting, sitting across from my co-host. Today we are talking about uh, guiding versus programming, and uh, I don't know why I didn't say my co-host's name, Anaya Bogue. We are together in the Parent Rad Parenting studio. Really digging this episode because what I love about it is you're really nailing that parenting is, and I keep using the word workout, but what we're talking about today is if you want your kids to be free thinking, independent little bundles of energy that go out into this world and make a, make it a better place. Th- this right here is where it starts with you explaining and going into detail why and how you're doing things as an adult with your child, and we and so far we talked about why uh, just just examples because mm-hmm. there's there, we could go, we could do examples yes. all day long, but today we just did we're t- we're talking about food, we're talking about religion and faith. Uh, you just brought up uh, an example for the food of like explaining to a young your your daughter's nine now nine now yeah, and you started explaining to her when she was super super young. About uh, the negative effects of sugar and what you put in your body, and and I've seen it firsthand. She's really in touch with eating well because you took the time to explain it instead of just saying, "Hey, you don't eat this, and you do, you eat this because I said so." And then it's the sneaking of the candy and the oh treats yeah, and and
1: and, and I want to like let's let's pause there for just a moment because as it applies to a lot of these things, and now fast forward, folks, if your kids aren't in their teen years yet, it's it's coming even in terms of peer pressure, like what will happen, it is natural human inclination that if somebody, if you have a desire for something and someone, your parents, a teacher, even your fr- whatever are like, no, we don't do that, you don't do that, it, th- their natural curiosity sooner or later is going to explore that. And if you have not given them the tools by encouraging them through you know, modeling, you know, here, like, well, let's ask some questions about why I might not want you Having to do this. Having
0: those difficult conversations. Yeah, that,
1: that are going to take more energy. And more time. And more time. And, but P.S., as we always say, you can always take a beat. You can always be like, you know what? That's a bigger conversation that we need to have. I can't do that right now. We're going to talk about it after school. We're going to talk about it in the morning or whatever. You can always, always do that either to get your bearings or because you just don't have the time or the bandwidth in the moment. But having that conversation and helping to develop their brains so that if they feel naturally inclined, not to just accept something at face value, not just to succumb to peer pressure, not just to go along with what an authority figure says. And let me just say, folks, like big story in the news right now right larry nasser this 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 uh sports highly highly regarded sports medicine doctor in the gymnastics world and all of these victims that were questioned that were not believed you know some of them didn't have the courage to come forward and say something and now they have now but think about that that if if we are programming our kids to just be because i said so and i'm an authority in your life or because your teacher said so or because your principal said so or because aunt so and so said so we we are we are guiding our kids to not use trust their instincts use their brains to ask questions and make sure that they come to a place that feels right and and and, and resonates in their brains then we are setting them up for potential danger and at the very least not becoming the fullest truest versions of themselves joe yeah. said with his hand up
0: yeah the 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 example you used right now Wow. What a powerful example. And I, I don't know if I brought it up on the show. I've ever talked about when I went and saw Alfie Cohen speak. I don't know. Okay, so Alfie Cohen he did this lecture in Pasadena. Oh yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, and
0: Karen and I went, mm-hmm. and it was a very powerful experience. He has a he had a, an auditorium full of like a thousand people. We were all jammed in there, and we were so excited to hear Alfie Cohen talk and you know his books and everything about his life. And um and and he was I think at that point he was promoting like the race to nowhere and just you know kids that were, uh that were um just you're going to go to college and how they had burnout. And he was talking about that and just talking about raising our kids. And he did this amazing thing where he took at the very beginning of the the lecture, he comes out and he says, Hey, I'm going to ask you uh, people in the audience uh, give me some words of how you want your kids to be. Like, what are those yes. words? What are those words? And 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 one parent, independent. You know, yes, free thinking. Yes, uh, kind. Kind. Uh, you, uh, a lot of them those centered around like being their own person. Sure. You know. You know. Bah, um Not afraid to. You know, speak their mind. Right. Or, okay. or or speak up
1: when they see injustice. Exactly. Or blah blah and, blah. And he blah. writes yeah. them
0: all on this bill. Nice. He writes them all on this huge uh you know whiteboard and you see all these words and you're like, yeah, you know, I want I want my children to be to grow up to be like that. Yeah. And then he looks at the audience and he goes, How many times as parents I want to see everyone's hands that has said, Hey, do that because I told you to. Do that because I said so. Yeah don't ask me again. It's because I said so. Yes. And he goes, and he sat there. And how many times have you said, Hey, you know, you're talking too much. Hey, you're this, Hey, you're that. And all the parents, as you went further and further down of these examples, started raising their hands and realized, yeah, it's really simple to tell people. I want my son or daughter to be this free thinking, outspoken, independent person just not underneath my roof. Yes, and it does not work that way. And that was that a way. game changer yep. for me. It does because not I work realized that realized way. Because I realized at that moment and I realize it every day with the two teens that I have underneath my roof. They are they are on their their own road and their own journey and we're already uh, different in opinions and thoughts and ideas than I was. But when they do ask me questions I have to sit down and if they say, Hey, why are we doing this? Why? Like for me, I have a pet peeve about sitting down as a family and eating dinner. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's, that's your like, thing. You that's love my it. thing. It's important. So, to and you. it's Sunday night. Yep. I want everyone to have dinner together Sunday night during yeah. the week. I get it. You got jujitsu, you work. Yeah. Uh, my daughter just has a job now, so she works. Sure. And, and then uh, I work at night. Okay. I get it. But on Sunday night, I don't even book gigs on Sunday night unless I'm on the road. But Sunday night dinner super, super important to me. And the only way I was able to get them to do it was because I had to explain to them why it was important for us to sit around the table and, and eat food together on a Sunday night. Yes. And and after it finally explaining to them that it keeps the family hearing from one another, it's also an opportunity for like, hey, you know, I don't like it when you go in my room without telling me. Um, you know, also just talking about stories and and, and realizing, wow, you know, like, as much as we feel sometimes like we're not connected, we really are. Like we're this little unit, and we have these memories, and you know, and that got them to understand. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, and also there's we're going to
0: give Dad that.
1: There, and there's a different connection to the experience when somebody takes the time to say, "Here, there this is go. why it matters to me," and and it it it, it it's a powerful modeling. It's it sets them up for an expectation, and and back to your like, you know, just in terms of saying this whole thing with Alfie Cohen, like remember that home is the training ground this is the this is the place where they can safely practice how to be a good human how to exercise those internal muscles um so that when they're out in the world they can they can get it right like at least and and even when they get it wrong they can they know the process of reflection being like wow that's something i really thought i wanted to do and you know what not so much because as humans and this is what i was saying before if we are not given space if we have if we feel inclined to do something or we long to do something and we don't have the people that love us providing safe space and guidance to do that we are just going to go out and do it on our own and we're probably going to do it without guidance Learning the hard way and making mistakes that could have a lasting impact. Yeah, and you know what? I'm not saying mistakes are bad. We learn a lot from mistakes, but we don't want ever want those mistakes to have the kind of trauma or the kind of lasting consequences that they sometimes can for our children if we can help it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, one,
1: one of the things I was just going to say one
0: more example yeah. too, just really quickly, is um, guidance versus programming. Uh, I feel that that also pertains to like. You know, drinking and and people smoking weed and like drugs and alcohol, like that. That would yes. you, you know, it's so easy to be like, this is never going to happen underneath my uh, roof. While you're cracking open a beer, you know, you're like, wait a minute. So like, why do you get to drink the beer and I don't, or what? You know, and, and there's
1: an answer to there's that.
0: There's a modeling. There's modeling yes. there. But I also feel that that the conversations, guidance versus the programming pertaining to drugs and alcohol and those type of things, mm-hmm. uh, even, even sex, all mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Those are topics that are so easy to roll into programming instead of guidance. Yes. And once again, what we're talking about today, and, and I love that you brought this up, is it's really, if you take the time, it'll be worth it because wouldn't, would, do you want it to be a meaningful conversation versus I said to do that because I said so? Don't do that because I told you not to. And that's that's really what the core I feel of this show is.
1: Right. And I think also you know, even in the examples you gave, we what and I've said this before on the show, we know, in spite of all appearances, that even teenagers really want to communicate with their parents. They want their parents to be the primary people that they go to. They will only do so, however, if they feel at a time in their life where they're really going through another process of individuation, they're trying to figure out who the heck they are, that they will not come to you if there has not been some ground laid for we can have, Really powerful conversations where there's a back and forth, and it's not just do this because I said so, but there are questions being asked and how do you feel about this? What feels right to you? Why do you want to do that now? Do you think you're ready? Why or why not? Blah, blah, blah. All of those things lay the groundwork for your kids to continue to come and have conversations with you and ask questions and ponder different out- potential outcomes. Whereas if you're just having a because I said so, the conversation's done, and they're going to go out and have that somewhere else.
0: Gosh, like when you were saying that all, I was like, man, they should have in school, like practice to be a parent because all Mm -hmm. that, what you said is so true when you're talking to your son or daughter and they talk, you know, when they're younger, their questions are not probably as heavy as they are when your 12 year old or 13 year old starts asking you about Sex and drinking, or yeah. or you know, what's marijuana about, and why yeah. can't I smoke it? And, and you're and, you, and the first reaction is, why are you even thinking about right. that? I don't yes. know because I go to a school where people are doing that. Yeah. And, okay, wow, my dad got super upset when I brought that up. What the, what do kids do? You know this as well. They don't bring it up. Yeah, one example before we get out of here, and and be, I'm just going to give you a quick example because you touched on something. Then I want you to close it out. Yeah, on a- sure. Um, recently, uh, my son and his friends. Uh, They were all hanging out, and it was a a group of kids, and we know them, but we really didn't know their parents that much at all, and as that happens, and we were all hanging out, and uh, we were going to go to dinner with my son, and then his friends were there, and I invited them. I go, hey, why don't you guys just have dinner with us too? Because I didn't know these kids. I didn't know these, like, two kids. Sure. And they sat down, and you could just see the look on their face. Like, why are we sitting with your dad? Like, mm-hmm. why are your mom and dad taking us to dinner? And, and it was underneath, just in my mind, like, it takes a village. I'm like, I don't know these kids. They're hanging out with my son. I want to I wanna get to know them. I want to get to know them. So, you know, I'll, I'll buy you, uh, you know, some food. You get a burrito, you're stoked. And it was funny. Once they sat down and, you know, they, they had a drink, a Coca-Cola, and they're having their Cokes and their chips and salsa and then the burritos, and then, you know, the, the atmosphere was light. I swear, Ana, these these two kids just literally opened up and started saying... First, it started out with a light conversation, and then it got heavy. Yes. Um, And I realized right then these two kids might not have the opportunity to sit down with their parents or adults and be able to say, this is what's going on around me because... Oh, hey, let's face it, everyone, no judgment, we're all busy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe their parents, I don't know who their parents are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know their parents, but I don't know what life they have. I don't know yes. what they're trying to make happen. No judgment on my end, but it made me realize, wow, when you, when you give the floor to your kids or young people, they, just, they have They'll a lot of questions. They'll tell you who they are. And they got They'll, a lot of questions. Yes,
1: yes, yes. They got a lot. Well, they're trying to figure out who they are. I can't, I can't, I can't emphasize that. They are trying to figure out who am I, who am I going to be in this like, you know, tribe of people. And that comes with a lot of questions. It comes with a lot of verbal processing and... Wow, what a what a wonderful thing if they can do that verbal processing with conscious adults that are encouraging them not shoving their values down their throats not stopping the conversation but with judgment but like quite literally giving them a forum and giving them guidance in terms of like yeah like these those are great questions. Sometimes the answer is those are great questions you're asking. And
0: you're saying and it, you know and I love that you always say this. You can say back and I don't have the answer. Exactly. Let me think about yes, that. Yes,
1: yes. And I always tell my kids, like, g- like, lucky for you, unlike in my day, you have the internet at your fingertips, which has to be approached with caution. But there are so many questions that you can get the answers to. At your fingertips. Side note: Here's here's, another prime example of like, don't just like plug your kids into the the internet. Even giving them tools for questioning what comes through that medium is really, really important. We don't just believe everything that we we see on the internet. And so then again, that arming them with, I always need to ask questions. I don't just take things at face value. Just because somebody in a position of authority says so does not necessarily make it true. Um, And and then we are really sending our kids out into the world that even if we're not there they will be able to navigate um, you know, some potentially dicey territory. So I really want to end with like three, You know, I've really been trying to do this, like just three basic yeah, things like that it. people can yeah, do.
0: Yeah, I like it because I feel like you listen to the episode, you're like, all right, cool. I've been here for about 30 minutes. Now give me, some, give me just three things I can walk out or whatever amount you want, just sure. something I can leave with.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the first thing is um, start start early. As early as you can, and and the key, regardless of your child's age, is to make it relevant. Like it, with the older kids, they're gonna they're gonna tell you what's relevant for them because it's gonna be dictated largely by their question or whatever the thing is that they're contemplating. And um, I think analogies are powerful. With little kids, it's it's often gonna be like. How uh you know, a lot of how would it feel for you is yeah. is to me a really good. So with little kids they're like, "But why can't I have that toy? Why can't I take it from so and so? Well, how would you feel if so and so took it from you? Starting young too, practice makes perfect exactly, okay. And uh, so that's number one. number two um i'm gonna I'm gonna make this one like specific to religion, but just you can go out from there with anything. Anything our, a human being is going to do with any degree of sincerity, meaning it's in their body, they've, they've, it ha- they have to have thought about it and had some understanding of why they're doing it or why they're quote unquote supposed to do it. So even with religion, which I know is like, I'm, gonna, I'm going for the big one because that's the one that's going to be most charged for a lot of people. If your child simply mimics the thing that, that you said was the way to do it and your parents before then, as opposed to saying, here's what I believe. I would encourage you to like explore what we've got going on here. But if you want to go to a Buddhist temple, if you want to get online and look up what you know um, being a Mormon is all about, or any other religion—I mean, again, there's so much information out there. I would love for you to do that because if you decide one day that you want to be a practicing Catholic, I want to know that you're doing it because you decided it. It made sense for you. It feels good for you. Blah blah blah. Um, and then if they get that with religion, which is supercharged, they're going to get it with other things. Got it. And then um, the third thing is um, instead of making like rules, the because I said so, think reasons instead of rules, right? So in other words, it's not just because I said so, it's here are the reasons that y- your dad and I, your mom and I, whatever, have decided that this is really important for our family and be able to state the reason. And folks, if you know you can't, If you can't answer that question for yourself, and I'd sit down with your partner ASAP if you want to take this on and be like, okay, let's look at three rules that we have in this house or three expectations we have uh, for our kids. Now let's, between ourselves, say, why? Why do we have this rule in our house? Why do we have this expectation? If you can't say why they're never going to get it and you're not going to be able to try articulate it for them. So start practicing as a parent by looking at two or three things in your house right now that you have as rules and and be able to understand for yourself why. And if you can't, you might need to make an adjustment in how you're doing things and then take it to your kids in a way that encourages them to also be questioning why. Why should they do that? Love it. Love it. Great
0: episode. Guiding versus programming. Uh, I love that we tackled it, and I love that it came from just a note that I wrote on a piece of paper. <laughs> Whole episode dedicated to it. want to thank everyone for listening to Rad Parenting. Continue those emails, radparenting at gmail.com. Also, all of the great reviews. On iTunes, we appreciate it so much. You can also text the word "parenting" to thirty-one, thirty-one, thirty-one. Let us know any ideas and thoughts that you have about this episode, or anything that you would like us to tackle. It is all about your ideas, uh, helping us to drive this show. We love it. Uh, my name is
1: Joe Sibb and Anaya Bog.
0: We're out of here.
1: Late. Late.